Okay, 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 this is just in a few minutes for Jesus. Still, 1 Samuel chapter 15, we're going to cover the last half of this chapter. Same verses from last time. Uh, 1 Samuel chapter 15, verse 22 to verse 23 uh, as our title verses. Let's get into it. God bless you. Uh, let's go. First uh, Samuel chapter 15, right? So we're in the last half of this. So don't forget, Saul had just defeated the Amalekites. God gave them over to his hands, but Saul had very specific instructions from Samuel. Totally destroy everything. No survivors. Take nothing. Totally destroy everything. But what Saul did was took the best of everything spared the king and took the best of the stuff the goods the cattle right he looked at riches and he took that the riches of this world and he took that that meant more to Saul than being totally obedient to God and then God brought his word on Saul it came via Samuel God brought his his judgment on Saul and the Bible says that um, Samuel went out to see Saul and, and, and this is what's interesting about what's happening at this time, right? Samuel goes to meet Saul and Saul is so proud of himself. The Bible says in verse 12 that he was setting up a monument in his own honor. What? Saul is setting up a monument in his own honor. Look at what I did. Look at me and what, what, what he thinks he did a good thing. And I am so scared of this right here. We have, I, this, this is so humbling because how many of us think we're doing a good thing and we're setting up a monument like, yes, this is it. And it's sin. God said to utterly forgive. But we halfway forgive and we hurt people and we're like, yes, I'm setting up a monument. Look at what I did. God said to utterly love. And we, we, we half love some people and then those people over there we don't love at all. And then these people over here we definitely do love because they're good to us. And God's like, I want you to utterly love. And then we set up monuments thinking that our own judgment about what's good, we keep. And, and, and we make monuments for, for what we want. And it's mind-blowing that, that, that Saul is making a monument. But then, as you think about it, is it really mind-blowing when you really believe you're right about something? When you think you got it. There's no one to cross-reference. There's no one to say, hey, you know what? You should probably think twice about that. There's no one to say, hold on one second, slow down. You don't even read your Bible. You don't listen to what the Holy Spirit says. It's me and my word. And a lot of us, I got to throw me in here too, get so frustrated at life that you know what? We kind of put the Bible to the side or we cherry pick verses that we want. Or we let our emotions totally control what we're doing. And it's informing our decisions. We have to repent here. I gotta, I gotta include myself in this, man. We gotta repent here. Because God gave a specific word. 
read his Bible. What did God say to do about that situation? How did God say to treat those people? How did God say, read it? And then if God says it, do it. So, so look at this dialogue right here between Samuel and Saul. Sam, Saul uh, sees Samuel. He re- they, they reach each other. And he says, the Lord bless you. I have carried out the Lord's instructions. He really believes he carried out the Lord's instructions. He really believes he did what God said. He is so blinded by his own stuff, his own situation, his own mindset. He hasn't yet been transformed by the renewing of his mind. It doesn't matter if his father wasn't there. It it doesn't matter if there was no king before him. It doesn't matter what the people wanted. He didn't transform to the renewing of his mind. God, what do you want? And only that matters. Even when he made a mistake, even when he sins, he has yet to transform the renewing of his mind. And he said, the Lord bless you. I've carried out everything the Lord said to do. And then Samuel's like, but, but, but wait a second. I'm hearing things. I'm hearing sheep bleeding. I'm hearing cattle. What is that? How can you carry out everything when I'm hearing this? And isn't it important? It is so important to have people like this in our lives. Kevin Hart was hosting some award ceremony and it was a bunch of, you know, celebrities in the audience. And he was like, you know what the problem is with you guys? He said, you all have a bunch of yes people around you. I can prove it to you. Some of y'all here looking crazy tonight and I'm going to tell you that you don't look good. And he starts calling out celebrities. What you wearing? Nobody told you that didn't look good? And he starts naming all these celebrities. He said, he starts naming them and just, just cracking jokes on them because their outfits didn't look good. It was weird what they were wearing. Right? And, and, and it's so... And he wasn't lying. It was jokes. But he wasn't lying. And how many of us just have people in our lives that's just co-signing on our stuff? And no one's saying, hey, that's wrong. No, what are you doing? No one? It's only you and your interpretation? Sometimes you need that third-party person there to say, hold on one second. Mm, that don't sound right. And that's what Samuel is to Saul. And, and, look, and look at what Saul's response is. He says, he says this. Saul answered, the soldiers, it wasn't me, it was the soldiers that brought, out, brought them out from the Amalekites. They speared the best of the sheep and the cattle and sacrificed to the Lord your God. But we, now he in, in, re-includes himself back into the situation, we totally destroyed the rest. So Saul is showing us some of the issues that he's having about what he sees as what's important. They, them, the leader. He's not the leader. They're leading. Whatever they say to do, they do it. He he does it. He doesn't have that leadership strength to say, you know what? This is wrong. We're not doing this. I believe the people would have followed. But because he followed and he was a part of it, just like he was one of them, right? They all led, right? There There was no clearly defined leadership. Listen, we, 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 they didn't, they didn't, Saul didn't obey and he didn't take his leadership into account to obey God. When we first meet Saul after he's anointed and, and appointed as king, the Bible says he was still taking care of sheep like a common person. 
So here we go again. Saul is still acting like a common person. And as a leader, you need to be, you need to clearly understand what God is telling you to do and to do that. Even if the people wants you to do something else, what is God saying to do? So Samuel's like, yo, enough, enough. You, you keep talking too much. I'm, I'm done. And then look at verse 17. We talked about this a, a couple episodes ago. Samuel said, even though you were once small in your eyes, did you not become the head? Saul saw himself as small. Real talk. Ask yourself, how do you see yourself? What do the voices in your head tell you about you? You ugly. You ain't good enough. You stupid. Everyone's going to find out that you dumb. And, and, and then go, you, sometimes you don't need them external voices. It's how do you see yourself in your own eyes? What do the voices in your head, your voice tell you about you? It's trauma right there. Sometimes it's informed from our childhood. I can't sing. I'm not good enough. I'm ugly. I'm this. I'm that. Man, Saul saw himself as small. And look at that. We go down to verse 20. And he says, but I did obey the Lord. Saul is not listening. He's trying to, he, look, look at, but I did obey the Lord, Saul said. I went on the mission the Lord assigned. I completely destroyed the Amalekites and brought Agag back their king. How, if you completely destroyed it, how did you bring back Agag? And the soldiers, them. Man, it sounds like Adam and Eve in the garden, don't it? It wasn't me, Lord. It was the woman you gave me. Saul takes no accountability. I wonder what would have happened if Adam, even though Eve ate the apple of God, if Adam would have went to God and said, God, I messed up. This is a messed up situation, God. I messed it up. I wonder what would happen to Adam. What would the judgment would have been look would have looked like? And I wonder what it, what it would have looked like if if Saul right here would have said, Ah, I messed up. I, I made some bad decisions, God. I got the people here, God. Put it on me. And this is where we get into that verse that Saul is now rejected. I think God was giving him a chance here with, with Samuel and Saul in this conversation, this dialogue, and his back and forth. I really think God was giving Saul a chance to see it. Saul didn't see it. And ultimately, by his own words, he gets rejected. He says, I violated, I've sinned, I've sinned. I was afraid of the men. He admits it. Verse 24, I beg you, forgive me and come back with me so I may worship with the Lord. And Samuel says, I'm not going to go with you. God's already rejected you. Verse 27, um, Samuel turned to leave and then Saul caught a hold of his, the hem of his robe and he tore his garment. And then Samuel turned around, just like how you tore my garment, God is going to tear the kingdom of God from you today. And he's giving it to one of your neighbors talking about David. He's better than you. Oh, to somebody who sees himself as small and then to hear that, oh, heartbreaking. God's moved on from you, man. Saul replied again, verse 30, and he's still not getting it. I have sinned, but please honor me before the people. Honor me before the elders. Honor me before Israel. Just let them still see that I'm a good, let, let them see that I'm a, I'm a good guy. Let them see, just come with me so I can, I can show people that. Oh man, 
Saul is still struggling. Even after all of the word of the Lord, even after Sam was breaking it down for him, he refuses to bow his heart to God. Man. Samuel ultimately kills Agag, the king, as to complete the word of the Lord. But at this point in the game, verse 23, back to our title verse, because you have rejected the word of the Lord, he has rejected you as king. Do not let God reject you, man of God, woman of God, my friend, my brother, my sister. Do not let God reject you because you have rejected his word. His word is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. Do not reject God's word for what you deem as good. Man, this is, this is a message for me. If God says to do it, do it. Because ultimately, we're going to have to look at God face to face and give an account for our life. And he's looking for faith. He's looking for obedience. Because obedience is better than sacrifice. God bless you. Thank you.